0: The Readings for All Saints Day seem to invite a reflection on what it means to stand for God. In Daniel, what does it mean to take a faithful stance in the face of terrible genocidal oppression? In Ephesians, what does it mean to grow into and live into our identity as saints? as people redeemed and reconciled to God. And in Luke, how do we become, oh no, still in Ephesians, how do we become a people who live for the praise of God's glory, whose eyes of the heart have been enlightened so that we know the hope to which we have been called, knowing that through our adoption, through our connection with God, we have access to immeasurable greatness of God's power. In Luke, we hear how do we live into the vulnerability reflected in the descriptions of the blessed and not stand in the self-reliance, trusting material and worldly goods and powers or in the self-satisfaction of people who believe themselves safe because of the privileges and power that society has accorded them, the things that the world values and recognizes as powerful, money, comfort, and ease. To stand faithfully as people who've been set apart for a holy work, to be saints, ordinary people, sinners, who because of the gifts given to us through the life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ, and the belief that where where he goes to prepare a place, we too will dwell. That faith enables us to live lives that characterize our citizenship, in God's kingdom of justice and mercy. I wanted to emphasize God's justice and mercy, both because the readings warrant an action-oriented response to the love of God, a love that is recognized in its pouring itself out for others, and also because the word love gets used and misused so much that it's always at risk of losing its teeth, losing the grit, the embodied reality that it conveys. So sure, there are times when we see Jesus feeling deep empathy for our miserable state, like when he weeps over Jerusalem. But it is in his giving his all, his emptying himself, that we see the best reflection of love we could have, an example on which to reflect, an example to follow and emulate in our everyday lives, slowly and daily and consistently living into our identity as saints of God. So when we talk about All Saints Day, we are recognizing those folks in our lives who have walked the talk, in whose lives we have seen reflected the love, the person of God. Holy people in whose lives we saw reflected something of Mother Teresa's definition. Holiness does not consist in doing extraordinary things, It consists in accepting with a smile what Jesus sends us. It consists in accepting and following the will of God. These are people that for us are heroes, yet are mostly the everyday variety, ordinary people doing extraordinary things, standing for God, as they journey with God on this earth. As a person who has ministered within the warm embrace of Mexican and Mexican American and Chicano communities, both in Chicago and Los Angeles, when this time of year comes around, I am filled with memories of beautifully decorated altars where loved ones, heroes and sheroes, beloved and venerated ancestors, are remembered and celebrated. The Day of the Dead, technically tomorrow, a tradition of the indigenous peoples of Mexico has now become very popular, having captured the imagination of many and becoming part of our popular culture and a popular spiritual, if not religious, practice. This tradition, like so many cultural and especially spiritual and religious traditions of Latin America, reflect an indigenous Spanish and European culture. The festivals are rooted in 3,000-year-old rituals, honoring the dead in pre-Columbian Mesoamerica providing sustenance and tools for their journey to their eternal resting place. These rituals reflected the Nahua peoples, Aztecs and others, their understanding that life, indeed the universe, is an eternal circle where death is a part of life, as natural and to be celebrated as birth. Now a whole presentation would be necessary to trace these practices and beliefs to their present day incarnation. But in their essence, the values they reflect are ones that resonate as we reflect on the saints in our lives that have gone before and that we remember in prayers of thanksgiving today. One. That beloved connections are the essence of life. Familia, whether chosen or of birth origin, have made us who we are and the lessons learned in their bosoms teach us about love, mercy, and justice. Two, that grounding ourselves in practices that allow us to tell our stories, strengthens us for the journey ahead. That our hope comes in sharing the good news as we read it in scripture and in the twists and turns of our lives and the lives of those who accompany us. Three, that the grief and sadness that death brings are but a temporary sting because we are a people who believe in a God of life and that in death, life is changed and not ended. And as I was taught by the families that grew up with these practices, we can laugh at death. She is not to be feared. The skeletons and the skulls dressed gaily, depicted dancing and eating, remind us of the eternal feast that is our inheritance. So we remember the ties that bind, that death cannot sever, that teach us how to live and how to stand for God, how to be a part of la lucha, the struggle, how to live into and dedicate ourselves to realize the justice of God in our lives and in our communities. Christian communities throughout the world have many ways to name and claim these truths. Honoring of those who have gone before, the remembering of them, the sharing the stories that they have for us. We are reminded that we are not self-reliant but are dependent on God and through God on one another, the body of Christ. And that, like today, we pause to remember, refresh, and renew our connections so that we, in our time, through our lives, can stand for God, stand with one another, and continue the work that Christ has given us to do, amen.